Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. My client, Brock Lesnar, and I went to Vince McMahon. If you don't know who that is, Google him. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. All right. Ladies Yo. and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, me and the Monos, beat by Amelia. First up. We got the human encyclopedia of wrestling, the flawless phenomenon, white chocolate himself, flawless Joey V. Hey, yo. And across <laughs> the way, as always, we got the Chroma Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three, pin that ass down, K-Breezy, a.k.a. Mr. Isaac Hayes himself. How you doing? Yo, yo, ready to go. He yo, wants man. his chocolate salty multi balls. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we give it to K Breezy. <laughs> it's on me? Oh, wait. Hold on. No, you know what? That ain't on you. Hold on. You just did it. My bad, man. Hold on. My bad. My bad. Let me go back in my notes here. I forgot because you just did it. You just did it. Damn, man. See, see, this is happening when we doing double headers. Let me see something. Let me check out my SmackDown. Well, to stick well, to kick things off, you know, we, 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 while the franchise <laughs> get his notes together, to kick things off. I already do, got this together. See? Too late. Too late. Watch. It's going to be last week's segment. <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, first of all, first of all, you shut your, your face, okay? That was a mistake. <laughs> well, hold on. Really quick. Let me read it. Make sure. Okay. No, this current. Brock Lesnar comes out first. <laughs> The show starts with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, damn, Malenko, what? <laughs> now I start off with Adam Cole. Oh, uh, nah. All right, so this week, thanks to, you know, the hostage situation in Saudi Arabia, uh, half the SmackDown roster was not able to make it. So we started off the show. About 95% of the roster. <laughs> we started off the show. It was the people that didn't even fight on the ground, That's the crazy part about it. Well, some of the people did. The, t- the revival and the, and the New Day fought. Uh, uh, who else was supposed to fight? Uh, uh, yeah, the but Fiend I'm saying supposed- like the people that didn't fight was at SmackDown, and that was it. Well, that's because they didn't go. Daniel Bryan didn't believe he doesn't. He didn't. He, he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. He always He's stays smart. back. So, yeah, he was. That was probably the best thing that could have happened. Well, my friend, I'll sell you this nice camo for. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's got a GPS and a radio. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I got, I got a question. The show started off with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, but did, was it me or did anybody else know that Brock Lesnar was wearing a replica title? No. Go back and look at it. The night before, when they showed him beating Cain Velasquez, he had his original title with a side place. If you go back and watch this intro yesterday, the title was one of them WWE shop titles, and it didn't have no side plates on it. I'm looking at it right now. 
Take take a look at it. It has side plates. No, no, no. But I'm saying it doesn't have his side plates on. Ah. You see what I'm saying? You got to say oh, it a little say, more. Yeah, it just say WWE on them. Yeah, but the just one say, is- yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It don't, it don't say that it doesn't have the Brock Lesnar, uh, the, the the, I don't even know what the hell that is, but the beast on the side, but on the side plate, it just say WWE, like it's a generic plate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, damn, <laughs> didn't notice that. That's funny. Uh, that was the first thing I noticed. But uh, okay, so let's get right into it. So they 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 played the video package of the match from the night before the show. Brock Lesnar winning. Of course, the thing that happened after that was Rey Mysterio came out uh, for a guy that supposedly got a broken arm or a dislocated arm. He showed look good swinging that steel chair, but that ain't none of my business. <laughs> so he came out. He hit uh, Brock Lesnar, you know, with the chair a few times. Brock Lesnar rolls out the ring. Paul Heyman comes on to say, hey, you know, we went to Vince. We tried to basically have, you know, Brock versus Ray on SmackDown. All of a sudden, now the draft rules are in effect, even though Ray was just on SmackDown. Brock, you know, Ray couldn't fight because Ray is contractually obligated to stay on Raw. So then, long story short, we have a pissed-off Paul Heyman and a pissed-off Brock Lesnar. They make note, hey, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to quit SmackDown, and we're going to go right to Raw. Guys, K. Breezy, I'm going to go to you first because you caught it. How do you feel about this? Where do you think this storyline is going to go after that? And do we see the Beast stand on Raw and the Fiend on SmackDown? First and foremost, I laughed when it, when they said that. <laughs> I just laughed because it was like, really? So you're going to move the Universal Championship to SmackDown. You're going to take Brock Lesnar and put him on Raw. And now what does this do for the dynamic of your show where we already said Raw had the better talent already. So now you're going to throw Brock back on Raw just for Rey Mysterio. So I, I don't know if this is official. Like, I'm, I'm waiting to hear if this is the the official move that Brock is leaving SmackDown and he's going to Raw, which means that since Bray Wyatt is the Universal Champion, now that championship will be the championship of Friday Night SmackDown. Like you know, or or is Bray Wyatt going to end up going back to Raw? Like this is the this is that brand split stuff that we still keep talking about. Like in a way where it's like you you got people from other shows challenging for the other show's title, and it's like that doesn't really make sense when you're trying to make you know legitimate sense of well this wrestler's on this show, so you can't face this guy. But Brock can just walk out and just you know go to Raw. I. I don't know how that's going to be perceived or taken from the exec. So I, I don't, I, I don't know. What, I really don't know what, how much to really read into it. Uh, but it's just funny. I find it funny. Uh, <coughs> that's why you guys have me on this show. Uh, so Brock is now a part of Raw, and the Fiend is staying on, is on SmackDown, staying on SmackDown with the Universal Title. Which I think they should paint the universal title blue now. <laughs> well, did you guys get the picture of the custom title I sent you guys uh, for Bray? Uh, yeah. 
uh, 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 I don't know if I did or not. I'm gonna have to look back at my. Yeah, I saw it. I, I, I saw it, but you know, um, still, it's it's um, hmm. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, look it, different. It, it, I mean, it doesn't look red. It looks. I don't know. It it it. They need to paint it blue. I mean, they need to, or at least a darker blue. Maybe not so much as a bright blue, but it needs to lose some of that red color that's in it. But it that's kind like of part of the title, a little darker. <laughs> right. It really does. So let me ask you guys this. Um, there was a so-called draft between the two. There, you know, there's supposed to be this big war between the networks. To me, it seems like Fox and Raw are still working hand in hand. At this point, was it just a waste to have the brand split to begin with? Uh, yes and no, no, but I'll tell you this what Lesnar going to Raw, it makes sense because Heyman's there and Heyman is uh, running Raw, and now that he has Lesnar back, so it makes perfect sense. And plus, we've been questioning whether or not if Brock was going to really stay on Friday Night SmackDown <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I mean, we've been wondering how long was he going to stay there before he ended up leaving, so now look like it's the perfect time. The question now becomes, okay, but SmackDown lost a star. Like you, yeah, Brock is Brock, but you lost somebody. So what is raw? What is SmackDown going to gain? You you just you just swap championships, but you lost a a, a high profile wrestler. So uh, what do you do as far as the rest of that uh, that roster and 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 like who do you send back over? Well, uh, yeah. Do Do you want to know something that would have made more sense to me? Because, you know, we already pretty much called that, you know, The Fiend was going to probably stay on SmackDown and then Brock was going to go to Raw. So you remember when they were doing that, you know, that big promotion for, yeah, the, the big blockbuster trade, which happened to be like freaking Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. This situation, if WWE knew that this was what they were going to do, they should have just made this the blockbuster trade instead. Yeah, but what were they traded Lesnar to Raw for? Yeah, like who are you giving up? You gotta give up like three people. Yeah, you would have had Lesnar and Rollins both as champions on Raw and SmackDown would have had nobody. That's true. You know what? That is true. That is they should have well, no, because... no, I was gonna say I think you, I, had I, oh go ahead. I, I was gonna say what would have been the thing was now the fiend would have had to win the championship to bring it back to SmackDown. That's what that would have been the story. Now can the fiend win? to bring the championship back to Friday nights. Like, that would have been the storyline. Or they mm. should have had it. The Fiend beat Rollins, so now he's got to go to Raw because he's the universal champion, and the universal title is a Raw title. But either way it go, if it's Brock or if it's Bray, what do you do as far as replacing that talent? That's a good question. Now, if we get Seth yeah. Rollins versus Brock Lesnar again, man... Uh... Well, yeah. I don't think we're gonna get that. I think right now it's about to be Ray Mysterio versus Brock. Cause, um, oh, come on, man! Well, because Ray, Ray, I think is on this retirement uh, run, and if he wants to, if he wants to shot at the championship, I mean, right now it's not like Ray Mysterio's not popular. Yeah, it's Ray Mysterio, but it's Ray Mysterio. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like he still can't. It's not like it's not like Kurt Angle. Okay, it's not like we're looking at Kurt Angle trying to come back and have a run and he just looks terrible. Like no, Ray Mysterio can still go. It's just right now the story <laughs> in which they're telling 
And I'm, now I'm not saying, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm got, I got to give credit to Ray Mysterio how I can. Okay. So, you know, it, it if that's the story they're going to go with, then fine. But it's, it's, it's all about the delivery. Okay. I'm telling you right this right now. Okay. Ray Mysterio is going to beat Brock Lesnar for the title either at Survivor Series or the December pay per view. If Ray Mysterio beats Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, then Brock Lesnar is going to win it back at the December pay per view. If Mysterio beats Lesnar at the December pay per view, Lesnar is going to get that title back at the Royal Rumble. I'm calling it now. Mm-hmm. This is how WWE is going to operate. So do we see Lesnar versus Mysterio at Mania, or do we see no, 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 it's not gonna go past Royal Rumble. It's not gonna go past the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is the stop point. Like as far as how they're gonna, it's gonna be a Survivor Series or say December or yeah or TLC. All right, or it's gonna start at TLC and end at Rumble. So it's either gonna stop at TLC or stop at the Rumble. But it's not going past that, and if it does. Then they need to. I mean, unless 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 this is just an incredible story that we're getting, which I, I not really I can't bank that far on WWE. I can't bank on them developing something great that far in advance. So uh, outside of that, I, I can't like like Florida said, I can't really see it going past TLC. But I'm, I'll give it to the Royal Rumble just because you know that's the Royal Rumble. It it'll be if if Brock does lose. It'll be his big return to get the title back. But even with that, if Rey Mysterio wins the championship off him, I want somebody else to fight him. Like, I want yeah. – give me yeah. an Andrade. Give me a, a Drew McIntyre. Give me somebody else to fight Rey if if you're going to drop the title off of, – uh, if you're going to take the title off him, uh, you know, after maybe a month or two. Like, there's no real long-term plans for him to hold the championship. I bet you Ray beats Brock the same way Eddie beat Brock with like the title and all that, you know, stuff like that. Vasquez comes out and, and interferes. And- yeah, or, or like, well, remember, I think Eddie hit Brock with the title. And then he, he did, hit him with but, the frog splash. But, but you it know, Goldberg. it also took a Goldberg. Right, right. That's what I was going to say. It took a Goldberg spear. So, you know, to, to, to help facilitate all the rest of that. But yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I could see probably see Velasquez come out and do something like that, hit him with the title. You know. If he can walk. If he yeah. can walk. Yeah. Well, he said he wants to be he should be ready by Mania. By Mania, but if they're gonna do that match by TLC Rumble, then he ain't gonna be ready. He ain't gonna be able to do it. So well, it has to be well, dominant. I mean ready to wrestle. Oh, um, ready to I wrestle. Mean, yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm but I mean as far as Coming out to help Ray beat Brock if it happens, you know, either a TLC or Royal Rumble. I can't see him being ready by then. I can see Dominic coming out and yeah, you know yeah. maybe doing something. Okay, I maybe that maybe that'd yeah. be his payback. Yeah, I can see Dominic. I just want to eat a couple of taquitos. Is it? Oh, you got a chimichanga for me? <laughs> oh, orale. we're gonna go on the street side of the market and we're gonna pass out oranges, vato, and we're gonna make some dinero, papi. Yeah, right. have, you, have you seen my daddy? He looks just like the guy on the hot sauce, vato. Oh, you know, I just want to apologize to all my Latin folks, my Latinos and Latinas. I just want to apologize to all of y'all. Please don't stop listening to us. Yeah, you want to drink no, a no, no, Modelo? No. Again, I apologize on behalf of the GOW. We we support our, our Spanish Latino group. We thank you. Um, is, is is that why you got me in your glasses now, let's, and let's, your bushes, homie? No, no, 
First of all, that's a terrible accent. Uh, uh, second of <laughs> all, now that we're done with Crown Jewel news, this SmackDown actually had a lot more interesting things to happen to it because of that plane hostage that we had in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so, uh, franchise, won't you kick off to the to the to the to the other exciting things that happened, especially coming up in this women's match? Yes, yes. So next up, we had Bailey, aka. DW <laughs> with the boss Sasha Bay. I mean Sasha Banks versus Nikki Cross. Actually, this was a pretty good match. I liked it, man. It was a really good match. Uh Bailey ended up picking up the victory with a little help from the boss lady herself, Sasha Banks. And then out of nowhere, when I say out of nowhere, I mean out of nowhere. The first NXT shot was fired when the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, came out the crowd. <laughs> Beat the dog shit out of Sasha Banks. Kind of gave little, uh, what's her name? Nikki Cross a little shoo-shoo out the ring. And then <laughs> Bailey got her dome knocked in sideways, upside down, and back down again uh, from the submissive magician, the queen of space, one Miss Shayna Baszler. Flawless Joey V, what did you think of this, man, uh, beginning to the NXT invasion that we seen throughout the night? Okay, I loved it, but I have a few theories I want to get on later on on why I think this happened. But I think it was Aiden English who called Shayna Baszler the Queen of Hearts. Well, he never needs to commentate again. Never. Uh, That's why they replaced him. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I forgot he was there. At the beginning, was he? Yeah, that's why they replaced him. He got you saw, you saw how fast they replaced him with Pat McAfee. Oh, <laughs> which uh, so. I'll say this, man. Bailey's got a new finisher. It kind of reminds me of uh, 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 Mox's old Dirty Deeds and uh, EC3's finisher now. Like, it just, it, it was so bad. Like, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baser, I loved it. I loved it for her. I don't care. Man, she could have attacked, like, say, Sonya Deville or Sasha and I wouldn't have cared, but because she beat the brakes off Bailey, I was like, yeah. (laughs) 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 It just made it awesome. Like, I was shocked at that. I was like, okay. But the match, I ain't gonna lie, I fast forward to the end of the match. I wasn't really interested in watching Bailey wrestle. I didn't care about my old librarian or third grade teacher wrestling. But Baszler, oh, yes. It just felt so good. Yeah, I like the uh, well, you know, to the to, to kind of, I guess, give us that little hint because when Brock Lesnar was leaving, <clears throat> we got a shot of Shawn Michaels at Triple H, mm-hmm. you know, backstage. So you know that that right there kind of gave you that. Wait a minute, they're there, but we knew they were there because of you know what was going on, you know, across the way. So we knew they had to produce something because all the talent didn't show up. So they had to go get somebody. I did not want think, not once think of NXT. I did not think that they would go get NXT guys and bring them over to help fill in the show for all the talent that couldn't show up. So that was one genius Two, I love the fact that uh, the, the subtlety of it, because then when we got Baszler, it was like, now it all makes sense. Triple H is there. Shawn Michaels there. They brought the NXT evasion. This now sets up uh, Survivor Series, which in a way, this was a good accident that happened because 
I don't know what would have happened if you had the main roster there. So I don't know if we would have gotten all this good stuff that came after, you know, after that Bailey beat down. So this was definitely a good, a good shot in the arm and, and a good first shot. NXT, man, we're the better brand. Stop overlooking us. Well, a little funny thing about NXT was that what I read online, literally the talent made it to the arena at 755. Thanks to a police escort. Like their plane literally landed and they got there five minutes before the show went on air. So I'm like, damn, like, whoo, they cut it close, man. They cut it close. But this this, wouldn't have been able to make it. Okay, but with you just now saying that, think of that. You said they showed up just, let's say, five to 10 minutes before the show went on. Vince has been rewriting the show five, 10 minutes before the show goes on. Do you see the light and day difference in how you can produce something and, and get something over compared? Like that that right there is, is lightweight insults the intelligence of the fan because if that's the case, then you're you're making decisions on the fly. Like basically, hey, Baszler, we're going to have this match. Y'all go out there and have this match, Baszler. You go out there, you push Sasha, you do this to her, you do the knee to Bailey, boom, walk out, that's it. Then we're going to move on to the next segment, which was the next segment, which was Sami Zayn in the back doing the interview. And then we got Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Like the way you just kind of just throw things together, that's that's wrestling. That's how you tell an intricate story out of nowhere. And, I, yeah, man, maybe maybe I'm, I'm loving it a little bit too much because it's that Survivor Series season. It's that, it's that, it's that we're better than you, that brand supremacy. I like it. And I like the way they're going. Uh, I'll I'll give you something that you're gonna really love. Vince had his hands on SmackDown, okay, this week, okay. Mm-hmm. But Triple H had everything to do with what NXT did. He was the only one that had his hands on NXT segments and stuff that happened this week. Mm-hmm. So Vince had his hands on SmackDown, but everything we saw of NXT this week was Triple H. And see, and that's perfect because it, it, because that means Vince Vince had to okay it. Like he had to actually sit back and watch this guy. He had to go back and not watch this guy. He had to sit back and watch Triple H do his thing on his show. And it's the best thing. Like for me, this was the best SmackDown I've seen in years. The ratings might not say well. The ratings said this week because it was on Fox and not FS1. But this was actually a great SmackDown. Since being on Fox, I, I would say this is probably the best SmackDown on Fox. Well, the ratings did go up, I mean, from the past couple of weeks. So, And you right. know what? And we'll, I, get and I, and I, we'll get into that at the end of the show. And I, and I figured that, you know, I think the thing that made this show feel so epic was because literally every single wrestling fan, or at least WWE-wise, was tuning in. Because I, I was on people's social media, you know, the wrestlers. Even Matt Hardy said with the situation in Saudi Arabia, it's nice episode is a must-see. Because I think even the talent who were at home was like, damn, how are they going to pull this off? <laughs> and I think, you know, you just kind of, you didn't even want to tune away from it just because it's like, okay, well, we know pretty much the whole roster isn't even here. So what are you guys going to do? You're going to have to pull somebody from somewhere. And the fact that they announced the NXT, uh, you know, SmackDown and Raw, all that the night before, it played perfectly into what happened that night. The fact that Triple H and Shawn Michaels were able to get as much talent at the last second, kudos. 
Now, this is also going to – I'm, I'm going to ask you guys another question before we move on to the next uh, the next match or segment or whatever. With Triple H pulling this off at the last second, do what, what, how do we see Vince McMahon? How do we see him formatting these shows from the time being, you know, going forward? Do we see him learning his lesson, or do we see Vince's ah eh, whatever good show? <laughs> I'm still going to do how I've been doing. Uh, so that was one of my theories. My one theory is: was this show would this have happened? if the roster didn't get delayed in Saudi Arabia or was this supposed to happen? Th- that's my, that's my only thing. Wait, you, you said what happened? So would this whole like NXT stuff, would this like how great this show was with the invasion and everything take over? Would this have, would have, what if that happened if the wrestlers wouldn't have got delayed in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Right. I, I don't think it would have. I don't exactly. think now I don't think because you won you didn't have the tag team champion. You didn't have uh Fish and O'Reilly there. So I don't you know, that would have been a perfect spot for them to come out and and, and jump into the revival versus New Day match. But they weren't even there. Uh you the Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, um, I'm not really sure who would have came out to interfere in that match. So I, I the the way it actually went for me, it was the better way. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to kick off something, you know, like I said, we were going to get into the next segment. Well, the next segment after Baszler comes out was Sami Zayn basically, you know, putting on notice that NXT apparently has shown up to SmackDown because, you know, the lack of talent. And then we get Matt Riddle and we get uh, Keith Lee walking up behind him. And, you know, he, and they're walking up behind him after he's talking shit about, you know, NXT better watch their step. They better not walk up to me. And just that whole little, just that whole, because Sammy sold it himself, like being one of those guys that, you know, for religious and political reasons, didn't go on a trip. So to have someone, you know, to be able to to put something over, be there was awesome. And them just, they didn't even really have to say much. Like they just had to be themselves and him pretending like, you know, He's a former NXT, you know, he's the heart of NXT and, you know, all this, and he supports them. And then, you know, to open his jacket and he doesn't even have on a shirt. So then they start. So he says, look, I'm going to go to the car. They start to follow him. But, of course, he runs off. They chase after him. And then, you know, they beat him down. But I don't think that would have – that might have still could have happened uh, just, you know, just on the surface of everything. But I don't, I don't think it would have happened just because of how long it took. Like, that was a nice little segment. Like, they, that that went for a minute. So I don't know if if you would have had all the talent there could you have done uh, could you have done something like this. Uh-huh. I'll agree with that. I'll say this. I give credit to Triple H because he did this on the fly with NXT. And I think it was a few podcasts ago where I was talking, we were talking, I asked, will they kind of do, like, an invasion on Raw and SmackDown leading up to Survivor Series? And now that they're starting to do this, I don't now. I think Vince. I think they'll do so. Like, like, like I was saying, like if SmackDown, all the superstars were there, would we have got the NXT? I don't think so. Invasion, but now that it happened, and now that it got popped, like really big, and the fans enjoyed it, I think they're going to keep going with this because it makes Raw, SmackDown, and NXT watchable now. Because Raw and SmackDown could invade NXT next week. Raw, NXT can invade Raw on Monday. Like, you don't know. Like, this is what makes it now watchable. 
Yeah. And and that's what I say this I'm hoping this gave Vince I don't think it changed him because you asked the question earlier, did this change him for the you know for the future of going forward? And I don't think it did. What I think it did was I think it gave him an idea. And and it's an idea that he's going to accept because he saw how it might have worked on SmackDown with the lack of talent. So if this something like this could work with the lack of talent, how could this work with having talent? So I'm hoping that we'll still get a little bit of story as far as you know championships or whatnot, or, or maybe we won't. But I don't I don't want the show to totally dominate NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. Like you could still do that, but you know. Do it in a subtle way where, okay, you got like got like, I'm let me I want to bring something up to you guys, okay, with having a team like Oscar and Kyrie Singh, with having the Street Profits who just got to Raw, with having teams like that, and then them having the roster they pretty much had that came on Friday, would you be mad to see a few NXT people who just left NXT? maybe team up with them or would you rather see them team up with the show that they're on now? Oh, I'd rather see I, them. I would do like an invasion angle. Remember when uh, WCW and, and ECW were invading WWE and uh, ECW right. had a few of the wrestlers that were WWE at the time and then they turned on WWE and yeah. went to ECW. I yeah. would do that with the Profits or AOP. Yeah. I like, know we're NXT. Mm. Oh. Um. You know what? I want to say because of, because the profits are so new, they just got there. I think it'll really work if they went, you know, they for this brief second, you know, fought on the side of NXT because you know, like I said, you know, it, it kind of gives me that old invasion angle. Also, AOP, even though they technically been on the quote unquote main roster for a while, you haven't seen them dudes in forever. So I think them coming back, man, fighting on behalf of NXT. I really think you can do something with this. I really do. And it, you you have enough time. You you got quite a bit of time. But like you guys said, had the Saudi Arabia situation never happened, I don't believe this angle would have took place. But now nope. that it has taken place, and now that you've already made it known that NXT will be a part of Survivor Series, every single show, and I never thought I would say this, every single Raw and SmackDown, along with NXT, will be must-see, at least up until the pay-per-view. And you know what? This gives us a glimpse of what... I think it shows everybody a glimpse of what Triple H can do if he's in charge of Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that because uh, just not, not doing too many quirky stuff, like, you, you, you expect to have a little characteristic, you know, in there, you know, from a few folks, but nothing that's going to damage a character or just make people really uninterested in what you're trying to tell them. So, uh, but that would mean, that would mean that, that, that he would have to have a producer control over each show. Like, I don't think he would, I don't think he would mess with what Heyman's doing too much, Mm -hmm. but if I was Triple H, I would look forward to actually taking more control over SmackDown. Like I would make SmackDown, I would bring SmackDown back to what it used to be, and I would use my talent from NXT and then groom them up to go to SmackDown and and make SmackDown that wrestling show. That because with the talent that the NXT has and just some of the stuff they did, it really did feel like a wrestling show. It didn't really feel like it was uh, anything just goofy. 
And you know what's funny? Remember a uh, franchise said, I was reading also this, remember franchise said, Vince McMahon asked Bischoff, hey, uh, what do you think of AEW? And he said about like how NXT is like small and NXT and AEW makes you feel like that big time with the arenas. And now NXT is going to be traveling. It makes you wonder, like, damn. Oh, and mm-hmm. I, 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 heard, I heard I heard a girl in the background. Who was that? You were what? I heard a girl in the background. That was wifey. Oh, hey, Miss K. Breezy. How you doing? <laughs> you can call her Mr. K. Breezy. You go, girl. <laughs> they, they were speaking to you. Sorry, it was. <laughs> they said they heard a girl in the background said that was the wife. And they, they said, "Hey, Kate Breezy." Oh, you! It's okay, girl. You go. You keep, <laughs> you keep Mr. K Breezy in check. <laughs> Fool. All right, he, man. Back to the show. He needs to stop eating those gummy bears. Okay, he needs to worry about his. <laughs> he needs to worry about his cholesterol. <laughs> Uh, He's just she laughing at y'all, man. All right, man. Come on, let's keep going. Right, That's man, just the we'll white guy of the group. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. <laughs> let's go, man. All right, uh, so next up, man, we got the Miz coming out for Miz TV. He was for the interview with Fiend Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Bray Wyatt wasn't there, man, so he decides, you know what, he's going to interview himself. The Fiend should have hurt Saudi Arabia and then not even heal them. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but then, instead of interviewing himself, man, we heard this familiar music. We heard the Blackheart, Daddy's Home, Tommaso Ciampa comes out, they have a war of words, and then I'll be damned. We have a challenge. Miss Ciampa. Kay Breezy, what did you think? Uh, I actually thought this was a good match. I it, it was one I I have faith in the Miz because the Miz is, the Miz has been around long enough to you know he can sell moves he 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 can work in the ring. I I won't. He's not AJ Styles as far as a worker, but he can hold his own. Uh, he can make somebody look good in what they do, and you know Champ is good at, in his own right and what he does. So I thought this was a good match. Uh, just overall, it was a good three star match. Um, but I like their war of words back and forth. And I, and I like the fact that the Miz mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, the, I like the fact that the Miz mentioned how Champ is known to be a, a wordsmith and that he thought they would go back and forth a little bit more. And just and it went straight into the challenge. But I really did like how uh, everything went. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Look, Snap little flawless on the show. Yeah, <laughs> what up, little flawless? Oh, little Joe, you in the building. What up, man? <laughs> little flawless in the house. Oh, was it my turn or not? Um, yeah, yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, but like oh. I said, overall, I, I, I was a good match, and I like that champion won. Uh, yeah, I'll take this good match. Uh, I was worried about Champa's knee. Like, I thought he seriously injured him. I think it was when he need Miz when Miz flew off the rope jumped at him, and then he got him in, like, the angel rings because he didn't really get all of them lifted up. Right. So I was a little worried about Champa because he was a little in pain after the match, but then he stood up. Seems kind of fine. We'll see how it is going forward. But I thought it was cool, man. You know, Miz and Champa, not bad. No, not bad at all. You could also tell with NXT being on USA that people are, you know, starting to cheer for these guys That because, you know, the last time they had an NXT on the show – 
like some folks knew who they were, but a lot of folks didn't really seem to know who they were. But you could tell on this this episode, a lot of folks actually knew who Champa was. Like they knew who, you know, uh, uh, the Riddle and Keith Lee were. So I, I thought that was also a plus. My crazy thing is, man, they were cheering louder for NXT than the regular SmackDown Superstars. Hell yeah, it felt, it felt like an NXT show. Because you know what you know you're you know what you're gonna get. You know when you watch NXT, you get good matches. You good you get you you see the good talent. On SmackDown, you just get entertainment. You know what? Like you say, you watching a a show about you know you watching a show with wrestling instead of watching a wrestling show. Watch next week when no NXT on SmackDown. It's gonna be that one guy in the crowd like, oh no, we suck again. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but I don't know. With this angle of them uh, with Survivor Series, all three brands going up against each other, I think the the next few weeks is going to actually be a good few weeks. It's going to really – AEW is going to have a tough time if WWE can do this right. If WWE does this right, I think they NXT is going to have to pull out all the stops and just in the ratings just to be consistent with what they've been doing. Oh, yeah. All right, let's see what we got next up. Next up, we have Fire Boy, Desire. No, 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 man. No, no, man. You're missing the key point, man. Daniel Bryan walking in the back, walking up to oh, Triple H and Sean Michaels. That is true. I forgot the little segment. So, <laughs> after that match with Champa and uh, Champa and Miz. Miz, we got Daniel Bryan walking in the back. Of course, you got the game, the Cerebral Assassin. The man that's running NXT right now, Triple H, with the Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels, and basically, you know, Daniel Bryan, he's not really feeling this whole NXT invasion. You know, he feels like they stepping on this turf. You know, he is the planet's champion after all. So Daniel Bryan walks up to Triple H and he like, "Hey, look, what are you doing here?" Triple H said, "You know, we feel like we've been challenged, so you know, here we are." Daniel Bryan's like, "You know what? If it's a challenge you want, it's a challenge you're gonna get." Let's go right here tonight. Triple H, he squared up, he bossed up, and then he backed down. Then for a split second, he had Shawn Michaels taking off his jacket. What a dream match that would have been, but it's too good to be true. And then it was yeah, cold. Michaels, it was cold. It was cold. Yeah, it, it, it was cold. Man, I say it was just cold. You know, Shawn was cold. He had to put his jacket back on. You know, no, no, no. Shawn, Shawn was a little chilly. You know, he had a hot flash real quick. And then you got Triple H. You're like, you know what? I got somebody for you. I'm not going to fight you. Sean's not going to fight you. But, you know, since you want to fight so bad with NXT, a fight you going to get. And then we hear Triple H call over the champ. And who do we have? We got the NXT champ, Adam Cole, baby. baby. And then <laughs> not only do we have Adam Cole, not only do we have Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan said, you know what, let's do this right. Let's make this for the NXT Championship. And boy, oh boy, needless to say, Adam Cole accepts. Then we'll get on to that a little later. After this, we have, who do we have coming up next? We have Fire and Desire comes to the ring. We thought they were going to face Carmella and somebody. Then the camera uh, passed back to be, Bianca uh, Belair. Uh, 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 Dana Brooke. Yeah, yeah. And then the camera passed back to the back. You got uh, Bianca Belair beating the holy shit out of Dana Brooke and Carmella. But the thing that confused me about the segment was Carmella didn't look like yep. she was already beat up. She looked like she just woke up from a nap and just happened to <laughs> Right, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> like, I was 
so confused. Like, oh, you can sell no type of injuries or nothing. But to me, the funniest part of <laughs> oh, was Belair when she Belair picked her up and tossed her ass. <laughs> yeah, when, 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 when Bianca Belair military pressed Carmella off the ground behind the crates out of the camera frame, I absolutely died, dude. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was gonna slam her on top of Brooks. Like, ooh, that's gonna be a hard fall on the concrete. But she ended up throwing her, and I mean, she threw her. Like, she didn't just like toss her up there and she rolled off the top. Like, she really threw her across those uh, those trunks, and 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 she really she had some distance, man. Belair is strong as hell. It was like it was like, oh, you're not gonna sell for me. This is what's gonna happen. <laughs> Pretty much. Don't be mad because you getting you getting beat up by the amateur show. We coming in and doing we got work. You know what I'm saying? But that's but that's the but that's the tale of the tape when we talk about NXT's women, how they're so much better than most of the women on the main roster. And just her beating up two of the women by herself, even though one of them was just uh sitting on the floor with a hangover. Um <laughs> You know, th- th- this was still awesome to see, you know, just NXT taking over. Even the women are showing up and taking over. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just thought it was, damn, Bianca whooped that ass. All right. Uh, <laughs> so in the match, man, we ended up getting Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox, And actually, it, it was a quick match. Uh, when I seen Rhea Ripley now. come up. When I seen Rhea Ripley come out, I just pretty much knew that it was over with for Fire and Desire. I don't know about y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see Sonya Deville go at it. I mean, she kind of held her own out there, you know, until she got tossed over the table. But you know, because she was out there, actually, she was actually putting in some work. So I kind of wanted to see her go up against Ripley a little bit because I know she's got some work in her. But um, I didn't mind the beat down. Uh, I found it funny. I, the most the most exciting part was when uh. When Deville got tossed over the table and she hit uh Renee in the face, <laughs> and Renee got mad like 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 she got a broken nose or something like she was bleeding or something. So I thought that was awesome. That was the highlight for me. And you know what? I thought I thought Renee was just basically talking shit in character, but then when they showed the replay, I'm like, oh damn, she really got kicked in the nose. <laughs> right, she really got hit in the like she she really got hit like that was awesome. And she's showing um, no mercy towards anybody. Right. <laughs> No, we you need know, Beth you Phoenix. You know what would have made it really cool if Beth Phoenix would have came out and beat up Renee. Young that's, I, I, that's what I was just about to say. If, <laughs> if Beth Phoenix had came out and did something, that would have been awesome. <clears throat> oh my god! All right, so then after that, we have the match of the night, and they actually got a pretty good amount of time on this one. We got oh, yeah. the plant, the Planet's champion, Daniel Bryan. We got the NXT champion Adam Cole, baby. With the North American champion, with the North American champion Roger Strong coming out with him, you know, at least to the uh, to the top of the ring. Which which was absolutely, I, I love seeing Roddy come out, man. Even though he went right back right after, uh, this match was everything I could have dreamed for more. Who would have ever thought they would have seen Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole? Not only going at it one on one, not only going at it in the main event, but going at it for the NXT Championship. Flawless, what did you think of this match? Oh, I loved it, man! Classic wrestling match. I mean, whoo! Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'll tell you this, man. When Cole hits that super kick on Brian, then he hits him with the Panama. 
Sunrise. Sunrise. And then the band, the knee to the back of the head and clean pan. Man, I love this match, man. I liked how Triple H was like hyped for this, for Adam Cole. I mean, it was just a good match all around. Even when Brian got him in uh to the uh LaBelle lock and Cole reached to the ropes with his foot. I mean, it was just a great way to end the show in a great <coughs> match. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with uh, Flawless Man. This was a, a great classic match. I even like Daniel Bryan's sort of kind of heel tactics, like him slapping Cole. Like he, this wasn't your typical Daniel Bryan. Like this Daniel Bryan, you know, he was slapping people. He was doing little stuff to him, and you know, just their back and forth. Just it, it, it wasn't slow. It was fast, but it was methodical. You know, kicks to the chest. Uh, you know, he bent back Cole's arm and, and stepped on the elbow, even though it was the fractured hand that Cole has. He did the surfboard to Cole. Like, like there was just it, – it was so it, – it, this, was, this, this was the type of wrestling you want to see, and you could tell the fans were into it. You could, uh, you could just tell that this was a, an exciting match, something that people didn't expect to see. You know, we were told we were supposed to see The Fiend uh, show up to The Miz. We were supposed to see Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, but instead, you tell me, "Oh no, we're not going to give you that. We're going to give you uh, Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole." I'm gonna say yes, please, thank you, and I want more. Like this is this is the type of stuff I want to see, and uh, I I I, I want to thank the Prince of Saudi Arabia for holding you know holding the plane. <laughs> yeah. because, uh, I don't think this is again. I don't believe this is the show we would have gotten if those guys have shown up. Uh, so th- this match overall was just awesome. Uh, just the, j- just everything they did, drop kicks off the top, the running uh, kicks to the corner, the, 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 the uh, super kick, like Joe said, the super kick to the, to the part of my sunrise and to the, to the knees back the head. Just, just everything about this match was awesome. Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels reaction when, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan drove out to the outside, and and um, when 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 he dove to the outside, and and they moved, and Daniel Bryan ended up in the chairs. Like just it just little intricate parts about this match, I really really liked, and it, it was it was good. And I like the and I like what they did at the end. I like what Triple H and them did at the end, especially you know, announcing that yo, you know, we we made the first shot. Now what y'all gonna do? I like how they said that uh, I think on Twitter it said takeovers are our thing. <laughs> and you know what else I like? Uh, and I, I I can't remember if we talked about it yesterday or not, but I liked how he worded it because it seems like it's definitely going to be SmackDown and Raw versus NXT. Uh, and I and I and I like how Triple H pretty much had uh, at least what ten fifteen of his roster members in the ring, and it's pretty much like yeah. We here now. What you gonna do about it? Like this is our ring. Come get us out. And I loved it because now you know, SmackDown and Raw they gotta show up to NXT. Somebody gotta do something. I like how he puts his arm around his champions. Like y'all, come here, Baszler, Cole. No, yeah. no, no, Leo, you stay back there. I noticed that. <laughs> Damn, you Leo? He did strong that way too. He didn't. He did strong yeah. the same way. You know, strong and Leo both didn't get the. Uh, Get to cheer up. Even you, even if you look back, you even see Strong turn around and point to himself like, "I'm a champion." How come I didn't get out of there? Like, <laughs> like so. But you, you see that little moment. But you know that was that was more of just uh, stating the the fact of your main champions. You got your main 
NXT champion. You got your main women's champion. You know, they both they both put on dominating performances tonight, even though Baylor just came out and beat up three people, but it was still awesome to see her. So to have uh, to just just to shoot that promo, we 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 fired the first shot. What y'all gonna do on Raw? What's Raw gonna do? What's what what y'all gonna do on NXT? What's SmackDown gonna do next Friday? What they gonna do before Friday? So it, it brings up an interesting question on what's gonna happen or what could happen. Um well, that's I my just, big thing for like Survivor Series because NXT Takeover is right before the Survivor Series the day before. So if you have like Cole versus Champa <coughs> at Takeover, <coughs> and then you have Cole and Champa part of Team NXT for Survivor Series, <coughs> like it's like, damn, you're gonna fight, tw- you know, in two nights, twice in two days. You, you, you know what I'm thinking? You of? could, you could, you could. I could see that. I'm, I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. The WWE superstars on the main roster going to invade Takeover. No, no, uh, so? no. First of, no, no, no. What you will think about it like this, okay? If they normally would have a pay per view and then a Raw after, I mean, they they do it all the time. So I don't really see that being a problem of them having an NXT match the night before because I don't think none of the matches outside of they're they're not going to be in war games. So you don't have to worry about them going through that much of a grind. <clears throat> so with them not being in a in a in a in a hardcore match, they can have you know their matches on NXT, and then hey, when it comes to Survivor Series, I mean, let's be honest: do we really think Vince is going to let NXT really win anything? They could I mean, win a match, like well, they, they could win a match, a match but Baszler that depends on what. Be part of the women's, so it's I can see I, I can see Baszler possibly getting the, the win, but. You, you really got to ask that question. Like, that's the real big question that you have to ask is, do we really see Vince allowing NXT to really get a significant win? And if they do, then who gets the win? What matches it? So that's the question that you have to, you know, you kind of have to ask and wait to see what's going to happen. But as far as everything proceeding to it, uh, I'm I'm good with it because you, you got to tell the story. But when it comes to TakeOver, they can do their TakeOver match and then show up for uh for uh, Survivor Series because more likely they're not going to be on Raw. You know they're gonna you know once you know once Survivor Series is over, it's going to be moving on to the next thing, which is now leading up to TLC, and then everybody will go back to you know doing what they're doing on their own show. So you don't have to worry about that right now. This is just temporary. So I I, I can see them wrestling Takeover, then wrestling Survivor Series, and then you know they don't show back up until Wednesday when they do their show. I would not be surprised if NXT won the five-on-five five elimination men's match. It depends on what five. It depends on what five you put in this match because Vince can be on his, I want to put all the big guys and big names on my five-on-five, five, and you got the Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman's and, you know, Drew McIntyre's going up against who of NXT. What five of NXT are you putting in that five-on-five? I bet you NXT is part of the final two competitors left. But you ain't asked my question. What five are you putting in that match? Regardless to who WWE uses for Raw and SmackDown, what five are you picking from NXT? Mm. Adam Cole. Okay. Johnny Gargano. Okay. Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. And, uh... 
I'll get to the five when Survivor Series happens. Okay, I'm gonna give you my five, and and I'm thinking of all types of. I want different types of people. So here's my five. Okay. My number one is Walter. My number two is I want Finn Balor. Just just because he he he's somebody who wrestled there and he already has a grind to axe with the main roster or just the way he was portrayed. So I want Finn Balor. My third, you can give me I want Keith Lee. I I I gotta I gotta have me a big dude that can wreck some shop. Like I gotta have that dude. So I want Keith Lee. Next up, I want Matt Riddle. And then as my as my fifth, my fifth, I gotta go with Cole. I, I gotta go with Cole. Like that that he's the NXT. Hopefully, if you know things don't change, he's the NXT champion, and he you know undisputed undisputed can be that. They can be those guys that come to help down, those extra guys that might come to help a little later. You know, they can, you know, how they always come down and interfere. So that's why I'm okay with just him being a part of it where we can get the, the rest of them a little later in a match to try to help them win. I think there might be a swerve where somebody <clears throat> SmackDown or Raw turns on their own team and goes to NXT or NXT goes to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could see that, but the, but those will be my five. It's gonna be a hell of a prediction show. <laughs> Man, I can't wait. Man, Ooh, wait. Hey, uh, speaking of prediction shows, uh, yeah. I, I know we're done, I know we're done with SmackDown, but speaking of prediction shows, uh, are we doing full gear? We could do. That's next week, if you want to. Yeah. All, right. All right. He's down with Lalo Brown. I mean, it's the first pay per view since the TV show's been on. So, you know, I figure, you know, we're showing some love. You know, we are the generations of wrestling. So, I mean, you know, it's only right, man. It's only right. <laughs> there you go again with them damn sound effects. <laughs> 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 all right, man. All right, all right. So I mean, that's it. We are we all caught up on the uh, on the Friday night SmackDown. <clears throat> yeah, man. Right. Great show. Uh, yeah, great show. Uh, like I said, um, I, I don't think anything. I don't think they could have did anything better than what they did. Because, uh, like you know, the one knock on on SmackDown on Fox is you know too many commercials. You know, you don't really get enough time to tell stories. I thought this show actually was able to tell the story they needed because it wasn't a, 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 a confusing story. It was just simple and to the point and it led to what it needed to lead to. So uh, mm-hmm. this was, this was a, this was a four out of five on the show. And their ratings hit 2.4 million. It started at 2.5 and then it dipped down. Well, that's because they wasn't anticipating that second hour being what it was, which was awesome. So, you know, you gave it a four out of five. I'm going to give it. Uh, hmm. You know what? I'm going to give it a five. And the reason I'm going to give it a five out of five was the way they pulled this show together at the last second, back up against yeah. the wall. The amount of quality they have from start to finish, every single segment felt important. None of it was 
good purpose. I'm gonna give it a five out of five. I'll give it. I a like four. the way the show. Ju- go go ahead, flawless. I'll give it a four and a half out of five. I would have gave it a five, but we saw Bailey and Sasha, so that was my downfall. <laughs> but I like the way this show kind of transitioned. It was like. When 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 Brock showed up, it was like he showed up, he said what he said, and then when he walked out, it was like, okay, now WWE walked out. Now NXT walked in. It was just the, when Triple H and them walked up, it was just like, yeah, okay, well, now that, he, now that he's gone, I guess we can do what the hell we want to do. It, it, that transition just, I don't know, it was something about that first little segment where that was just such a WWE, Brock Lesnar come out promo, and then it just it just turned into something great. Once Like once he left, it got better, and it just got better as the night went. So that was, yeah. I I, I would probably, you know what? You you convinced me, franchise. I'm gonna give it a five out of five because the way that night, the way it started, and then the way it just continued to get better each and every moment that they had, it was really a great night. So yeah, I I'll give it a five out of five just on that. And you know, it's funny. I I didn't even think of it in the terms that you thought of it. Pretty much, you know, Brock coming in. He got in, and much like Saudi Arabia, he got out. <laughs> and when he got right. out, you know, I, I yeah, pretty much after Brock left, that was really the last dominant WWE part of SmackDown because the rest of the show was all NXT, literally. You 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 started to go into your Autobot voice. Oh no! Oh, you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, you good. No, I, I said I didn't pay attention to the fact that, you, like you said, I didn't really think about it at the time. Brock was right. really the biggest WWE part of the show. Once he left, NXT pretty much owned the other hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. so that and that, that's what really made it a good show. And it made it a surprise because, like you said, not knowing what they were going to put together at the last minute really uh, made it a surprising change. And they were putting, and they were posting online like tonight is a camp miss show. Right, it's like, well, what are y'all gonna do? Well, we gonna have NXT show up and and put on a show. We are gonna start the Survivor Series thing. So now that that, and it's funny because NXT put on a good show themselves, and for them to for them to have this opportunity to start the first, to start the you know to fire the first shot to start it, uh, and now to you know. I can't wait to see Raw. Like, I'm interested to see how they're going to push this story. You know, first introduce how Brock is going to come and now all of a sudden be on Raw and he's going to face Ray to see what happens with Seth Rollins now that he didn't lost the title to The Fiend. Uh, and then, you know, to see what NXT does next or what does Raw do next or, you know, maybe maybe NXT will go to Raw and invade Raw but I, I think with the talent that Raw has, it'll be a little different just because, like I say, their mid-card, their mid-card alone can hold down NXT. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens on Monday. Mm-hmm. All right, well, is that it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's an honor and a privilege I'm franchise. He's flawless. He's K Breezy. And that will wrap up the Friday Night SmackDown Prediction Show. I was about to say the NXT. The Friday Night SmackDown Prediction Show. God damn it. We out. See you. Peace. If you smell what 